speak a, a very quick message tonight about... Um, I, I was down the beach this afternoon praying about tonight's message and I really felt God said... Uh, I had another message prepared, but um, you know, God changed it as I was walking down the beach. And uh, I, I want to preach a message about a life unlimited. Life unlimited. And uh, if you grab your Bibles and uh, turn to the book of all books tonight, to uh, 1 Corinthians, a life unlimited. I want to say a big shout out to Pastor Phil and Julie who have brought this church for the last 10 years to where it is now. 12 years. And uh, great leaders, big leaders, um, brought... The church, as the building, as you see, from nothing to where it is today, and uh, so much sacrifice, so much effort, so much determination, and uh, our kids are going to benefit from it. So, I was telling Julie this afternoon. I said, "You know what, Julie? When we have kids, our kids are going to be third-generation preachers." So, ha! Ah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Grandpa Phil and Nana Jules. Hey, that'd be awesome. And uh, they'll all preach, don't you worry. A life unlimited. I want to live a life of no limitations. And you know how some people go through life and they hit a ceiling and they just stay there forever and ever. And in this verse, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. And I'm going to bounce from this scripture to another scripture about five minutes and then go somewhere else. It says, 1 Corinthians verse 10, chapter 12. If you think you're, this is, this is the Apostle Paul who I love. He's a man who was beaten and whipped and uh, just mocked and persecuted, but just continued going for God. And it says, if you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful, and He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And when you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. And that's pretty good. I'm really like, oh, good, great. So my life's just going to, I'm just going to kick back and go through life, and it's going to be easy, and and God's not going to give me anything that that I can't handle. Like it just says here, you know, uh, He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. I'm thinking, okay, pretty good. And then I I was reading the other day in in 2 Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 8. And uh, it says, this is Paul writing again to the Corinthians. And he says, We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And I went, hang on, hang on. What, what just happened here? About five chapters before, Paul says, hang on. Don't worry because God's not going to give you anything that you can't deal with. You know, you're going to go through life and, and you'll come across it. Don't worry because God's given you already given you the blessing to... You'll be right. And I thought, oh, great. And then I, I read uh, one verse 8. It says, we were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And, to endure. and they're going, hang on. Paul just said that, you know, he, he, he had it all. And then he just says here, hang on, but, but here... We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. Verse 9, in fact, we expected to die. And I love this. This is the Apostle Paul. This is the power that was in his heart. He says, but as a result, 
we stop relying on ourselves and learn to rely on God who raises from the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger. And he will rescue us again. You know, we go through life and it's like, you know, we hit limits. And and I don't want my life to be limited by by my circumstances. Paul went through life and he goes, well, I've got this ability. I can go to here and then my ability stops. I can can do so much and I can do all this this work and I can organize and and I can encourage and I can do all this. But at the end of the day, I can only go so far. In my life, I can only push as hard as I can push. Paul says, I am over, he was overwhelmed beyond the ability to enjoy. He says, as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and, re- and learned to rely on God. I don't want my life to be limited just by my own ability. My, my calling and my life and what God wants me to do isn't limited by my own ability. You know, I, I can, whatever, but I don't want to live for the paltry kingdom of Andrew Faction. God has a bigger calling. And Paul says here, you know what, I, 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 now I tap into it. This is where I finish. This is, this is as much as I can do. And from now on, I'm relying on the power of God, which is unlimited. God's power in my life is unlimited. And Paul went from, he said, well, God's not going to give you more than you can, you can do. Uh, but he said, but God will find a way out. And then when we hit this wall, we go, I, I can't get through this. I, I, I really want to be a preacher. I want to be a businessman. I want to I do this great stuff, but this is my ability. I can't get any further than this. And Paul says, but as a result, we learn to rely on God, whose power is unlimited. We went from the limited into the unlimited. God wants your life to be unlimited. The power of the Holy Spirit is unlimited. You can get this power inside your life and you go, I can only get to there. But if you let God into your life, the power of the Holy Spirit can make you unlimited. You can do pretty much whatever you want. Jesus said, uh, nothing will be impossible for you. God is a God of impossibilities. And when you go go beyond your own ability, I, I can go to there. That's as far as I can go. I, I, can, I can do life and I can get to there. And then and beyond that, I can't do and, and, and Jesus says, you know, God, God, with God, nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. And then uh, you, you, you cross over that line. I want to spend my entire life crossing over that line. I don't want to sit back in my life and go, well, that's my limit. That's what I'm going to, I want to enter this realm of impossibilities where God says, you know what, my spirit, my power is not limited. We have full access to the power of God. And we shut our hands and go, no, it's not for me. No, I, I want to live in, you know, nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible for you. Who knows what I'm saying? Huh. I, want to, I want to see this church hit 20,000. 100,000, whatever. I can't do that in my own strength. Pastor Phil and Pastor Julie cannot do that in their own strength. But as they go, well, God, as a result of this, I'm giving it to you. God's power is unlimited. I, I don't want my life to be limited by what I can do and what I can't do. I want to focus my attention and my abilities on God, who can do everything. All things are possible with God. And I want to go to, um, if you grab your Bibles, 1 Kings. Hillsong's 20,000. We haven't even begun. 
It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And uh, I, I just am so, I'm excited. And uh, living in that realm, living in that, but all the big men of faith go, well, I know I can't do it. I know the ability is far beyond me. I, I can't even get there, but they know that their strength and what God has called them to do is in the impossible. I'm not going to let my life get to so far and go, oh, that's me. That's all I can do in life. That's what I can. No, I'm going to be like Paul and cross over that line into the, into the world of the impossible. Jesus Christ didn't do possible. He did impossible. I have the same spirit living in me. You know, I have the same spirit. So, so does Pastor Julie. I have the same spirit. That says here in uh, 1 Kings 18 verse... 44, impossible, unlimited, life unlimited. I want my life to be unlimited. I'm not limited by circumstance. I'm not limited by people's opinions. I'm not limited by my own ability. I'm not limited by, I'm going to flick my, flick your switch and get into the unlimited. Then verse 44, then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. 45. As soon as the sky was black with clouds, a heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm, and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. 46. Did I just say that? Oh, I love this. Then I've got a story about the footy show. It's awesome. It says, um, verse, chapter 40, 46. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and he ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. It says, God gave Elijah special strength. I don't know what Elijah looked like. I don't know how fast he can run. But I do know that it is, it is impossible to outrun a horse. Who remembers, um, uh, I was watching the footy show years ago, and who remembers Terry Hill? He used to play for Manly. Anyone? No one, ballsy, Dave. And uh, he, was, uh, he was, at that time, he was considered the fastest man in rugby league. And uh, I, think he does the, um, I think he does the Stingo's Meats ads now. Tezza. He's awesome. And uh, they, they got Terry Hill down to Dapto, down to the races. And uh, they, they got Terry, and he's all pumped up, and he's ready to run. And they got this horse. And uh, they put Terry at 400 metres, and he had to run 400 and they put the horse at 11. And they said, Terry, you reckon you can do it? Goes, yeah, mate, I can do it. And uh, he got flopped. He didn't get anywhere near it. The fastest man in rugby league didn't, the, you know, he got, the horse was 1,100 and Terry Hill started at 400 and the horse just, you know, not even trying, just went straight past him. Um, God gave Elijah special strength. You cannot outrun a horse. You can't do it. I wish I could. It'd be great. I'd love to do it. Yeah. In the subi. God gave Elijah special strength. Elijah could not run that fast. Elijah went from the, the realm of, well, this is how fast I can run, into the world where God says, this is the power I want to give you. And he ran faster than a horse. Elijah tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. This man, Elijah, is a prophet, does miracles, lived in this realm. Wasn't limited by, oh, well, I'm just a man, I'm just this. No, no, he was, he was, he was in that unlimited 
zone. He's living in that world of unlimited faith. I don't care what it says. I don't care who's saying it. I don't care what's happening. I'm going to live in this unlimited world. I'm not going to get my life and go, well, I'm going to live in this limited world. This is where I want to live, where, where I can't do anything. And as far as my ability goes, that's all I can do. Elijah lived in this world of unlimited possibilities. He did amazing stuff. We have the same promise, the same God. If you unlock areas in your life, you can go from stuff that's possible to stuff that's impossible. You know what I'm saying? I want to live in the impossible. I don't want to live in I don't have this little petty little life that says, well, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do it. I want to live in the impossible. Impossible world. And then if we go to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter somewhere. Second Corinthians. Chapter thirteen. Unlimited possibilities. My life will have unlimited possibilities. Chapter 13, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. I love this. Paul writing, he's finishing his letters to the Corinthians. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letters with these last words. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. Encourage each other. Be joyful. Does it say it up there? Finally, brothers, goodbye. Aim for perfection. Well, my version's better than that version. Yeah, my, it says, be joyful. You know, there's so many Christians out there that aren't joyful. God is calling us to be joyful. You know, be happy. I like going to sleep. I like waking up. I like going to work. I like coming home. I, you know, get happy with life. I know. I'm really talented. I love it. I just love, I love it. And it says, grow to maturity. Grow to maturity. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. I have to go there. Paul's writing, no longer be immature like children. We, we won't be tossed and blown around by every wind of new teaching. We'll not be influenced when people try and trick us with lies so clever so they so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, verse 15, we'll speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. More and more like Christ. Growing in every way more and more like Jesus Christ. God, Jesus Christ is not a, uh, I'm a limited kind of thinker. Jesus Christ had the unlimited. He, had the, he lived in the world of impossible. He created the world of impossible. He did this amazing stuff. And Paul's saying here, growing in every way more and more like Christ. Every day in my life, I'm going to grow and grow and grow more and more like Christ. And as we go back, encourage one another. Encourage one another. The book of Proverbs um, says, the weight of the world weighs a man down, but an encouraging word cheers him up. An encouraging word, cheers a man up. And uh, I, I love that. I will never stop encouraging. I send text messages out during the week all the time. Hey, man, you're awesome. Hey, I think you're great. Hey, you know, I sent one to Ben this week. Hey, Ben, you're awesome. Hey, Ben, you are awesome. Grow to mature. Encourage one another. Encourage, you know what encouragement means? I've said this before, to put courage. Put courage into people. You can do it. You're great. You're awesome. You look sexy tonight. And then it says uh, here, verse 14, as I close, 
May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. How do you live a life of unlimited possibilities, a life of un, an unlimited lifestyle? May the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can't do it. You cannot, Vicky, do it in your own strength. It will not happen. Cannot do it. You will push and strive and struggle and, oh, God, if I just believe you, if I just... What happened? Met the fellowship of the Holy Spirit with you. It's not you. Don't be as proud and as arrogant to think that it's you. It's got nothing to do with you. It's the power of the Holy Spirit outworking through you. Is that awesome? Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor Phil. I love this. I love. I want to. I want to get this engraved and put it in my my house because I love it. it. Says, if you turn to turn to Psalm 144, verse 12. I just want to read it in my version. I've got this. Not my version. It's the um, New Living version. That's the Andrew Flaxman version. I wrote myself. Verse 12. Some people call it the hippie Bible. May our sons flourish in their youth like well-nurtured plants. May our daughters be like graceful pillars carved to beautify our palace. Verse 13. May our barns be filled with crops of every kind. May the flocks in our fields multiply by the thousands, even ten thousands. May our oxen be loaded down with produce. May there be no enemy breaking through our walls. Yes, verse 15. Yes, joyful are those who live like this. Joyful indeed are those whose God is the Lord. Love it. Isn't that awesome? Awesome. <sighs> if you grab your Bibles and uh, turn to Mark, the book of Mark, I love that psalm. I honestly want to get it, put in a plaque and put it over my house because I think it's powerful. Mark chapter 10, uh, verse 17. And I love this, this parable that Jesus, it's not a parable, it's actually happened. Um, the title of the, the little story in this Bible, it says, The Rich Man. You're probably familiar with this verse, and I, I love it. I, I was reading the other day, and it says, As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder, you must not commit adultery, you must not sue, you must not testify falsely, you must not cheat anyone. Honour your father and mother. Verse 20. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. And this is the type of thing, he's a rich man. Why was he a rich man? Because he's, he, he got this book. In the New Testament, they didn't have the New Testament, they just had the Old Testament. He got this book and he read it. And he was, I've obeyed all these principles. I've obeyed everything in this book. What, what all that's happened? I'm a rich. It says, I love it. He's obeyed everything that's written in this book. All the all the Old Testament stuff. Give. There's, there's a thousand and one scriptures in the Old Testament. Give, and God will give back to you. Why was he a rich man? Because he studied the Old Testament. He studied the Book of God, and 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 and. This is what happens. Once you give, Malachi says you give and God will open the windows of heaven above your life. You give, here's a rich man. And, God, and Jesus says, well, well, 
I want you to give all this stuff away because you're not owning the stuff. The stuff's owning you. And then he goes on to say, if you give it away, it'll come back a hundred times in your life now. Now, I want to read that verse. Let's open up to um, chapter 30, verse 30. Jesus says, I assure you that everyone who's given up houses or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for, and for the good news, verse 30, will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, blah, blah, blah. God doesn't want to take anything away from you. I love, you know, back in the Old Testament, if you live in a kingdom, like say if we're living under King David or under King Solomon, we would, um, we would give tribute or taxes or whatever to live in that kingdom. So if I was living in King David's kingdom every week or month or quarter or year or whatever, I'd go, David, because I'm going to live in your kingdom, I'm going to live under your protection, here's, here's, here's my, I'm under your kingdom, right? And as we bring our finance into church and we give to God's kingdom, this is very powerful, as you give your money to God's kingdom, you, be, you become a part of you come under God's covering, right? And so when, say, you've got a business, Brett, and, and someone comes and you have a new competitor comes to town and, and you think, oh, all of a sudden, you, you, hang on, I'm, it's not my fight because I'm living within God's kingdom. And, and if someone comes at me, you know, if someone comes at one of David's guys when he's living in David's kingdom, David goes, well, I'm just going to send my army out. I'm sending my army out to do that. And when you pray, when you bring your offering in church and you place it into the kingdom of God, you, you connect yourself. You come under the covering of God, under the kingdom of God. And so when someone comes at you, you can pray and you just go, so, in Jesus' name, God, devour up God. I have all the authority. I am living within the kingdom of God. Who knows what I'm saying? Is that good? So as we take our offering this morning... <coughs> Tithing is not optional. God wants us to give. Why? God doesn't want to take from us. But God wants us to place our lives within his kingdom. Why? So we can be blessed and blessed and blessed and blessed. Jesus says, you give it away, it'll come back to you a hundred times. Jesus didn't want that guy to be poor, but he knew that the stuff was owning him. God wants to get money to you. God, God is a rich God. And as we give as we give our money into the kingdom of God, we come under the kingdom. We come under God's covering. When someone comes against you, they're not coming against me. Because I've connected myself. I've placed myself within God's kingdom. And God, God you know, you're trying to... He goes in Jesus. Jesus. Dear Lord, I thank you for this church. God, I thank you for the givers in this church. God, that you would bless them and bless them and bless them a hundred times. God, that the people who are giving, say, $1,000 this week, God, in years to come, can give $10,000. God, I pray for increase. God, I pray for finances to come. God, I pray for people's revelation of giving to change and to turn around and to say, God, you want to bless us. God, you want to bless us.